Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Everything we've done since training camp is we want to earn the right to be a playoff team. Richard Love save! Mike Smith! A game saver! And he got run over by Zach Cassian. He like one of those top teams, and we're working our way to that level. Connor McDavid danced around Morgan Ryan. Denied by Smith, who saves the game again. Josh Archibald wins the game! My message today is we're trying to win. One timer score! We are Drys on the right circle! No risk, no game. And now we're going to have a goalie action. This is NHL overtime. This is Ryan Nugent Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Leon Dreisaitl. This is Carmen Tatum from your Edmonton Oilers. This is oil country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers. 630 Shed. California Rock for you back in the day with the Eagles. This is Oilers now. Give us the uh, historical reference for today's show. Brendan Escott. Well, we know that one's called One of These Nights, and the album by the same name on this day in 1975 hit number one on the Billboard, uh, Billboard charts for the first time for the Eagles accomplishing that. All right, uh, there you go. This is Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. Oilers Now brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. I'll reference 1974-75 a little bit later on in today's edition of Oilers Now. We will tell you that we got a jam-packed show for you. We're going to get to uh, – we had a bit of an abridged show yesterday as we uh, brought you uh, Jason Kenny and Dr. Dina Hinshaw. Uh, Tyler Shandro and uh, the uh, 
provincial government's phase two uh, reopening yesterday from about 1230 to 1:30, and then ran into uh, Jalen Nye in the 630 chat afternoon. So we've got a full show for you today. We are going to replay a couple comments uh, from James Neal, uh, interview with the Oilers forward on yesterday's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, that'll come up in the first half hour. Uh, we'll also have NHL today. Uh, we will tell you that uh, Brian Lawton, from the NHL Network will join us at 1235. Mark Spector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, who are one of the industries that uh, are going to be affected here shortly by the uh, relaunch or Phase 2 getting going here in the province. Mark Spector for HRA at 105 today. John Shannon, our NHL insider, will join us at 135. And a guy I saw actually play during the 12-13 lockout, um, James Hamlin, who the uh, Oilers uh, organization, the Bakersfield Condors, signed in an AHL-ECHL deal. Uh, he was one of the top scorers in the Western Hockey League this year as a 20 with the Medicine Hat Tigers playing for Willie Desjardins. Uh, we'll talk to James a bit about his journey and, uh, you know, a little bit of the uncertainty moving forward as well. Uh, Lots of challenges still going on. We'll tell you that you can reach us at any time. The River Cree Resort Casino at 780-496-0063. That's our River Cree Resort Casino hotline. Like most businesses, the River Cree remains closed by the pandemic. They're back up and at them for over uh, 1,350 slot machines and 40 table games. When everything officially happens, and that could be happening here shortly. Uh, Ashley Pine Floors text line is 780-496-0063. Ashley, fine floors, ready for your kids' pregame warm-up. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally at Bob underscore Stoffer and tweet Brendan at Brendan S. Scott. Brendan with two E's, uh, S. Scott with two T's. We will tell you that voting is now open for the Edmonton Oilers All-Time All-Stars. It's presented by 630 Ched and Global News Hour at 6. Uh, visit 630Ched.com and cast your vote for players you feel are the greatest of all time. Then tune in to 630 Ched and Global News Hour at 6 uh, p.m. all week. Of course, Kevin Carius, John Sexsmith, Quinn Phillips over at Global, uh, Reed Milkins, myself, uh, Morley, Dave Campbell, and Brandon Escott, part of the uh, 630 Ched group, and see whether or not your uh, favorites make the cut. Brendan, I've done my vote. Uh, it's no surprise uh, for the six forwards, uh, the four Hall of Famers, uh, obviously Wayne Gretzky, Mark Messier, Glenn Anderson, Yari Curry, and then I added Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. My four defense, and that's the one area I had a, a bit of a challenge because I included Chris Pronger on the team. Uh, Kevin Lowe, obviously Paul Coffey, a Hall of Famer, absolute given. And then for me, it came down to a debate between Smith and Huddy. And I went with Steve Smith uh, because of the role that he played in the 88-90 Cups when maybe the Oilers didn't have all of those Hall of Famers. And then I had Fuhr and uh, Ranford in goal. I could have just as easily gone with Fuhr and Joseph. Have you actually filled out your team yet? Yeah, I did. Uh, no real surprises, I think, on my end. Uh, I did have Chris Pronger in there, too. That was about as much debating as I did on my list. Um, you know what I did have? I think I snuck Dreisaitl in there ahead of Yari Curry, but, uh, uh, you know, in retrospect, maybe I should probably well, take a longer look at that. Well, who else did you have on there? Because there's six forwards. Like I had the four Hall of Famers, and then I had uh, uh, David and Dreisaitl. Did you have somebody else in the mix? Hmm. 
no, off the top of my head, actually, I think that sounds exactly right. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're all picking right. picking sex. Okay, good. Uh, all right. It's all good. Yeah, uh, all right. Let's get to it. Uh, lots going on again. Uh, we mentioned that uh, Phase 2, the province announced yesterday uh, and had a lengthy press conference at 1230 until uh, just after the 130 uh, news break. And uh, today there will be another announcement coming at 330 on 630 Chit Afternoons regarding education and the start of uh, things potentially uh, for September. I know that Ryan Rashog put a tweet out, and I, I'm not even going to attempt to paraphrase it. I'll just say that he said, based on the province's standard, uh, in theory, you could have more individuals on the ice in the province. of You could have a full team practice in the province of Alberta. Of course, that's not the league's rules. The, re, the league's rules are very specified in terms of shorter groups at this time. I know I bumped into some guys today just talking about the fact that they got a chance to, to get their kids' uh, summer hockey rolling here. I'm not sure how that's all going to come to fruition. Uh, just on the COVID-19 front, um, over the last nine days, there have been 77 positive tests in Alberta. Now, that is uh, more than all of the month in May, but we will tell you there's been over 10,700 tests done in the province during that time. Uh, in, check that, 10,700 tests done in Edmonton over the last nine days. To put things in perspective, the province of BC, since the start of the COVID outbreak, has only done 160,000 uh, tests for 5 million people. Edmonton, again, has had 10,700 tests done in the last nine days, 77 positive tests. That's 0.7% of those tested have been positive. Uh, yes, the active case uh, total has risen relative to where it was at in Edmonton significantly, but certainly not significantly compared to the other parts of the country. The fact of the matter is there's only five people currently in Edmonton hospitals with COVID out of over 3,200 hospital beds. There's only one person in ICU out of, uh, you know, there's, I think they set aside 150 ICU beds in Edmonton alone. We've only had one death uh, and it's one too many, but one death due to COVID in the city over the last 40 days. Um, so that's a, a bit of an update for you. Uh, you. Take a look. Canada's now closing on 8,000 deaths. It has not been uh, good specifically for Quebec and Ontario. Uh, Quebec closing in on 5,100 deaths. They've got over 600 deaths per million which would be amongst the worst uh, countries uh, in the world. Ontario uh, is at about 2,500 deaths. They've got about 31% of the deaths in the country. B.C. and Alberta make up about 4% of the deaths for the entire country. Uh, those provinces off my top of my head, about 23% of the population in Canada. Again, Alberta as a whole has done over 300,000 tests now. B.C.'s at about 160,000 tests. Testing is an important thing, and to put things in perspective, Alberta uh, has done roughly 70,000 tests uh, per million, and BC's done 32,000 tests uh, per million. And, you know, give it, and I would say there's been more aggressive testing in the Edmonton region of late, and that's just to provide a more realistic uh, perspective of where we're at at this time. All right, Brendan, 1974-75, okay? You weren't around then. Uh, I will tell you that that was the first year that my dad started taking me to Golden Bears games. And uh, I bumped into a guy that was on the 74 Golden Bear football team that was a great CFL linebacker for the Edmonton Eskimos. I saw Tom Towns yesterday at a uh, a well-known 
uh, Italian uh, West End restaurant uh, that uh, is very popular and had a great conversation uh, with Tom. Uh, Tom was actually a, a fullback. Uh, Dalton Smarsh was the star tailback at the Golden Bears uh, games when I went in, in 74. And in 75, the Alberta Golden Bears won the national championship. They beat uh, Tom Watt, Claire Drake, and the Golden Bears. John Horkoff, Sean Horkoff's dad was on that team. Uh, they uh, they beat the U of T varsity blues. I remember they used to play uh, Benny and the Jets to Barros and the Bears. So it was good seeing Tom yesterday. This morning, I bumped into Cavis Reed, who most recently was the general manager of the Montreal Alouettes, one of the nicest men you'll ever meet, real good defensive back uh, in the CFL with the Eskimos, of course, former Eskimo head coach, and uh, it was good seeing him. He's just a terrific, positive energy guy as well. So, uh, you know, I, I've, I'm an Edmonton guy, grew up loving the Eskimos, uh, grew up listening to Brian Hall call those games, uh, lived out in Anchorage, and I can I tell you, those Labor Day games, I'd listen to the whole build up into the game and then zip inside and go watch it on TV and have the radio up. And, uh, Tom Towns, Dan Kepley, Dale Potter were the linebacking core when the Eskimos were at their height. And believe it or not, Dale Potter was my grade eight library teacher at Fulton Vale Junior High. Uh, he was a pretty good player himself. Played for the Ottawa Sooners. Ottawa Sooners. That was the junior team in Ottawa before going down stateside for a while. I believe Danny Ray Kepley is in the uh, state of uh, North Carolina. Brent, that team, I mean, they won the Grey Cup in 75, and then they won again from 78 until 82. Most of most of our listeners over the age of 50, Brendan, can still probably name the entire starting defense. It was that good. You had Dr. Death, Dave Fennell on the uh, defensive line, along with uh, York Henschel, uh, the Swamp Dog, Ron Este, uh, as well as uh, David Boone. Uh, James Quick Parker came in a little bit later on. And uh, in the secondary, uh, Larry Highstep and Highbaugh was a spectacular athlete. Joe Holloman was on the other corner. Uh, you had Greg Butler and uh, Ed Not-Too-Tall Jones as defensive halfbacks. And then uh, Pete Lavarato and Emilio Fraetta, who both coached at the University of Alberta during different stints, uh, were the safeties of that team. They were, they were a spectacular team. It was a special time to go from five great cups with the Eskimos 78-82 to watching the Oilers win five Stanley Cups in seven years from 84 to 1990. Into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Now, James Neal is currently down in Nashville. Of course, he played there a number of years. Um, and he had a pretty interesting comment on uh, on the protests that are currently taking place in the United States. You know, I was lucky enough to grow up and uh, uh, have the opportunities that my parents gave to me to be able to play hockey. I'm the oldest of five. I got three brothers and a sister, and we have a super, super close family, and we were a real hockey family. So uh, my parents worked every day to be able to put us through hockey, and, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky for that. So uh, it's been a little bit crazy, that, that stuff in um, uh, in Nashville here and going on all over the world, but I think it was time for us that we needed some change, and, you know, there's going to be a lot of good that comes out of all the bad that's gone on and so i think uh you know we're learning and, and guys are starting to try to get better with things and you know i think this this kind of stuff needs to happen at some point all right uh and one thing you notice with guys in their 30s i mean they're much more comfortable to speak on a lot of different issues uh and uh, I just wanted to add, uh, James Neal, it was it was interesting. I mean, if we get back up and playing, there's not going to be fans. And Neal made a pretty interesting point. He says he's disappointed that the fans won't get the traditional and normal playoff excitement as not being in the building. 
the strides we made this year and how our, our group grew as the, as the year went on and we just kind of continue to get better and better and uh, um, I was really excited for the playoffs and I think um, you know I wanted to see oil country come alive and um, I knew how crazy they would get come playoffs so it's kind of disappointing that we couldn't we wouldn't be able to see that but um, with everything that's going on we're just trying to make make the best of it and uh, you know see if we can uh, you know get some playoffs going here. Neil added that he emphasizes with the players right now that are, you know, concerned about safety, especially the guys have got families and, and that sort of thing. You know, for us to be able to come back and, and, and be excited to play and have all that go on again, I think everyone's safety is, is number one. And I think, you know, the league's going to do the best to, to make sure that happens. So, you know, we've kind of been grinding along as best as we could with the, with the situation that's at hand. And, um, you know, I think as things start to get a little better here, we're just going to continue to make more and more progress. So, you know, it's obviously uh, hard to tell what's, what's going to happen, but I think everyone's trying to do their best to, to, to see if we can play in, uh, in the playoffs here. And, uh, you know, this is James's first year playing with uh, Connor McDavid and on a team with Leon Dreisettle. He I asked him whether or not he learned anything unique about uh, those two guys. Well, first off, they're both they're both great great guys. They're 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 good kids. They're, they're fun to be around, and um, you know they're always they always have a smile on their face, and they're always coming to the rink uh, happy and excited to play hockey and be with their teammates. So, you know that's always great when your two top guys are like that. And uh, I got to spend a lot of time around Connor. Um, you know, since he was 14 years old, coming out of the OHL. So I, I've seen Connor and became good friends with Connor, but. Uh, you know, I think not knowing Drought as well and just seeing how, how good of a player he is, I, 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 w- I was very impressed just the way he controls games. Um, you know, his ability to score and his ability to make plays is, um, is right up there with Connor. So um, to be able to play with those two guys was, was really special and got chances to play on, on, the line, on the line with them both. I got a chance to play on the power play with them. So um, when you're around guys and uh, the guys like that, it's uh, it's fun. They they make everybody better around them uh, just because their game is so good. Their hockey IQ is is so above everybody else's that um, it, it makes you a better player. So uh, we're lucky to have those two, and uh, it's a lot of fun to play with them. And one final question in our Oilers Now Audio Vault for Direct Work, where, again, James Neal on the show yesterday, he had these comments on a matchup against Chicago. Coming from Nashville, I've, I've played them quite a bit throughout the playoffs, and um, they are—they're uh, a veteran team. They—they they know they know what it takes to win, and they, and they have one, and they got some of the best leaders in the game. So, um, I think for us, we're—we've uh, uh, grown a lot, and, and uh, we're ready to take that that next step. So, uh, it'll be—it'll uh, be an exciting uh, playoff matchup. I think uh, you just got to do everything you can to to be prepared and be, to be ready to go right from the drop of the puck. Cause, um, you can fall fall behind pretty quick with with the format. So, having our talks with our teams over the, the last few weeks, um, just trying to get dialed in on everything and, and, and be ready to go and hit the ground running when we when we get the start. So, I think uh, as professional athletes, you you try to do the best you can in preparation to to be ready. This has been uh, definitely a different a different way of going about things with with having to stay at home and, and stuff like that. But I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Once we get the go-ahead here, I think guys will be coming back, uh, uh, you know, ready to ready to suit up and, and be ready to go. Uh, personal observation here, and again, from afar, I mean, I'm not in the room. I uh, normally uh, have the privilege of, of flying with the team and spending a lot of team uh, time around the team, albeit on the periphery. But there's no question in my mind that uh, J- James Neal and Mike Smith brought a little bit of juice to the Oilers this year. Uh you know, they're older, mature guys. They've been through it a bit. I think they're also both looking um, to to get something going, and, and they had pretty good experience to date so far with Edmonton. So it was uh, good having James on the show uh, again uh, yesterday. Just on uh, the uh, – um, a lot of people are saying, hey, Stoff, what's going on with the – you know, what's gonna ha- what's the league going to do about the, the draft allocation? There was a really interesting piece written by Pat Steinberg out of Calgary – uh, suggesting why don't they just award compensatory picks at say the end of round four or something like that? As because technically by the letter of the law of the trade, James Neal didn't get the 21 goals in the regular season, and so the Oilers don't owe the Flames a pick. But theor- you know, theoretically, you can make an argument that Calgary maybe should get something given that there was a 11 goal separation between uh, Milan Lucic and uh, James Neal. And I got to say, I, I read Steinberg's piece. I like to credit the source, and uh, it it made some sense. Why not just? I think there's about a seven percent chance of a pick making it uh, beyond round four. Why not just give uh, for all of these ones that are out there for debate? Just just if they're rounds uh, two through four, just have them at the end of round four. And if they're rounds five through seven, maybe have them at the end of round six or something like that. And uh, see if your scouting uh, staff can pick up a diamond in the rough. Two. NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, who are back up and at them. Until January, uh, June the 13th, get up to 80% off at the Elite Clearance Center. Full bore with Elite 28A. St. Anne Street, St. Albert, back in the 630 Jet Studios. Here's Brendan Escott. Well, Kings forward Jeff Carter had surgery on a core muscle injury, but with the Kings well outside the playoff picture, he is expected to be ready for the start of next year. He's 35 years old, which I was blown away to read this morning. Two years left on that mammoth 11-year deal that he inked with Philly back in 2010. Jake Gensel, meanwhile, has a chance at returning to the Pittsburgh lineup for their play-in series with Montreal. Fourth-year forward had 43 points in 39 games before having shoulder surgery back at the end of December. He has been skating for several weeks now. Of course, injured players were allowed a little bit more uh, rope and a little bit more time on the ice to help recover. The original timeline for Gensel was four to six months, so this might actually fall uh, nicely into that timeline with the relaunch. Finally, Sabres D-man Lawrence Pilot has signed a two-year deal with the KHL in Russia after being limited to just 13 NHL games last year under Ralph Kruger. 
He was fairly highly touted when he came out of uh, his home Sweden two seasons ago. That was after winning the SHL's Defenseman of the Year Award, Bob. But the 24-year-old has not gained much traction at the NHL level. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, very quickly, I want to read a text here. Andrew D. is Texas Show 1227 in Edmonton on our Ashley Pine Floors text line. Hey, Bob, uh, with the World Health Organization just realizing that people who could be asymptomatic have a very rare chance to pass COVID on, why can't we have fans in the stands every second seat, half capacity, and watch your distance uh, go Oilers? Well, we're going to get more of that over the course of uh, the next uh, several days. Uh, this text comes in, what good is testing when 20% of the tests come back as false negative? The numbers are actually higher than we think as to who has it and who doesn't. Again, you can text us. And uh, uh, Smitty says, uh, Eagle 75 title track, great song, well done. Brendan Escott to open the show. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell and back with Brian Lawton from the NHL Network on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.